You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible with Philip Hall and Tim Lowry. Join us today as we take you on a journey through the life and testimony of ex-mobster Philip Hall. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Our hope is that through this program, you'll see that God wants to be a real part of your life and that no matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus still loves you. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome, welcome to another edition of From the Bull to the Bible. How are you doing, Philip? Man, I, I'm doing good, Tim. Thank you. I had a about. I think uh, I think I got to experience my uh, a little bit of Texas. Uh, the heat. Uh, what do you call that? Heat stroke. Uh, been out. Uh, you know, you're not working like everybody else. You know, we gotta get up and go to work. And uh, I do a lot of my stuff outside. I do concrete jobs, and you know what, what we can do. And woo. Yeah, it's hot, it, it bro. Is, it is hot. It's only ninety three degrees out, but it feels like it's over a hundred with the humidity index the, and everything. Yeah, and you just got to be really careful. You got to drink a lot of water. So when you came in, I was like, "Whoa, you're you're looking drained," but you're starting to get some color back, and oh. we're, we're just uh, we're glad that uh, you got this time to to come in. And one of the things that I love you said before we went on the air, you said. Uh, I had to do this show no matter what, because it's not about how each one of us feel. It's about what God is going to do to touch lives for his glory. And, you know, we left everybody off on a little bit of a cliffhanger last week uh, in the middle of that chapter. Um, And so we're going to get into that, get to the the end of that uh, this week. Uh, If you if your voice can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's hoarse, man. I think it's, I, I don't usually, uh, I get watered up, but I, you know, I've been kind of, it's been a lot on my mind as well as yours. I've been praying over the station, you know, and it's a struggle. It is just a struggle to, to fight. You know, I, I don't know how to say this, but to, to fight for God, to get yeah. down here and fight for Christianity and fight for what you believe in. The devil don't sleep. And we've got a really great, great, great thing going on here with 104.3 Joy FM. Guys, you and need you, to let and this... You, I was going to say, your ministry uh, here has kind of, over the last year, has just kind of exploded. You know, there's it's people... Growing. There's people all around the world listening now, um, and they're tuning in. Like, uh, today, I, I noticed there's people from Finland listening oh. again. Um, <laughs> so, we got Finland, we got Nigeria, we've got people... Rhode Island. We got Rhode Island listening in. We got a lot of people listening in. So we just thank you guys for taking the time to um, just listen to Philip's testimony and and get involved in the book. We're going through the book from the bullet to the Bible. And if you don't have a copy of it, you can go to 1043joyfm.com forward slash bullet and you can click on the link to purchase it. And Philip will give you a signed autographed copy when you purchase it there. And if not, you can uh, just go to where any books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can pick up a copy instantly there, um, or you can order it online in any of their digital stores as well. So um, we are really looking forward to continuing with this chapter. Um, But, you know, the exciting thing that I'm getting to know about you, Philip, is all of the really cool things that um, you're 
being able to do and all the classes that are coming up, all the things that you're getting able to speak in front of these people. And I'm really, really excited for that because there's, uh, there's prophecies uh, being um, spoken over you. Um, share a little bit about what you've got in your hands right here. This is a beautiful, beautiful book. I, I, I'm sure he's tuning in because I was texting him just before I came in today. I have a dear friend named Kirk Noonan. Um, uh, when I was real young, he was just one of those people that I know the, that the Lord strategically placed in my life to share, you know, as a child. Um, I knew him since elementary, third or fourth grade or something. And I we grew apart as we got older. You know, I went down a different path, and I know that I've always been in his prayers, and he's, he reached out a few years back, and I watched this man's family grow. Um, there's nothing more, more beautiful than to see how parents nurture their children in the ways of Christ and watch them grow and see their children turn out the way they are. And right. Man, thugs like me need good brothers like that because— <laughs> Thank you, Tim, for being one of those brothers, and they keep us grounded in life. And um, he he didn't really know where I ended up, but I think he, he kind of made it, as we were in high school, made it, uh, Phil's probably making some bad choices. Um, so his name is Kirk Noonan. He is the leader of um, Convoy Hope. Convoy of Hope, yeah. Um. He is the leader of Convoy Nation, which is the fan base of kindness for Convoy of Hope. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Convoy of Hope. You know about them, I yep. guess? Yeah. yeah. Convoy of Hope is a very big organization that goes around. Uh, they provide food. They provide... Um, they kind of they're kind of like a Samaritan's purse almost. They're, uh, they're really, really into... Um, sharing the love of Christ in disaster areas, in um, places that really, really need it. And they bring Christ's hope to those places. Yeah, Kirk, if you're listening, man, give us a text uh, um, and let us know. And, and I'd like to share this. this. This is a really special book that touched my life. Uh, this was before I wrote From the Bullet to the Bible, before we had that book come out. And uh, this was one of the inspirations, and it's it's titled "The Life and Teachings of Jesus of Nazareth." And what I loved about it uh, when I read it, it really, when I came to know Christ, it was important that I know who Jesus Christ is. I mean, you can hand me a Bible, uh, and you guys, you know, uh, I I always say you guys incarcerated because I got your undivided attention. But anybody out there, I mean, first time you you you're learning about. God and, you know, the Christ and, and your place in the world, somebody can hand you a Bible and say, read this. That's probably the scariest thing or worst thing you could do to somebody like right, that. Right. Hey, you're <laughs> saved. Have a nice day. Yeah. Here's a Bible. Here's a, here's a King Good James thousand or not <laughs> stuff I can't see. And right. Then you, then you're, if you're like me, you go to the back to read the end of the story and then you hit uh, death and destruction and revelations you're like oh crap right if so. you read revelation first you think the guy the writer was on acid or something because all the, the is, images that he has but you know what the, the amazing thing is that if you what when you do actually read it properly and you realize that oh these were visions and that god had given them then what what is scary is the impact of the reality of it that that all of that is real, but it it does say that in Revelation, those who read it get a blessing. Yes. If you read it, that you get a blessing, and 
the blessing that when when I love to read it is we know who wins. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's what got me to the station today because you know he's still in the fight. I can fight, and I uh, was not to get off subject, but uh, my wife really—I was in trouble, man. Uh, heating up, guys, be careful out there. Stay hydrated. Uh, I, I'll get in my work mode, and I'll, and I don't want to stop. But sometimes I got to be smart, and uh, well, we should be smart all the time and wise. And so my wife threw some water in me and got me an apple and some peanut butter and threw me in the shower and. Got fired up. I get to run out to the door. <sighs> See, that's water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to keep you hydrated here, too. <laughs> I get to run out the door, and she says, wait a minute. You got a, a shipment of books or something came in there heavy. And I'm like, man, I ordered three pairs of underwear from Amazon yesterday. I hope these are really heavy. <laughs> so, I hit the jackpot, but uh, better yet. I opened up the top and I saw these little leather, beautiful little books. And I knew right away. I was talking with my friend Kirk uh, earlier in the week, and I think last week, and he was talking, we were talking about ministry and where it's going, and, and he's become a fan, and I just love it. I've always been a fan of Kirk's. And he said, hey, I'm going to send you a few books, you know. Um, I, I don't know where you're, where you're headed, and... Uh, Later on, he says, man, if you're, you're going in the prisons, you're going in the prisons. So I get down there and I'm texting him right now. I'm like, Kirk, dude, there's more than like three books here. There's, there's, there's a thousand of these books. And when I read it, it got right to the point and it encouraged me to then get into my Bible. Right. But it gave me, this book really, it talks about the birth of Christ. It uh, leads you through all the entire life of Jesus while he was on earth. And it really hits the points, you know, and it, it re references the Bible, mm. but it, it tells you who Jesus is. Well, what I love about what you were telling me about, and, and I, I'm excited to read this, but um, one of the things that I love when people go through and really break down the life of Christ and say, this is what Christ did, this is what Christ said, and this is the outcome. When you break it down like that, and you really get to see what he actually said, what he actually did, well, when you, like you said, you now that's a springboard that now you can go in and you start reading your Bible. When you start reading in Genesis, and you go all the way through, you're going to start seeing that every book of the Bible points to Christ. And that Christ is in each one of these things. And then it just opens up even more when you get to those parts where now you're in the New Testament and you're seeing what he's saying, then it just all, it's like a puzzle piece that all fits together. And you go, that's why he said that. This is what this happened. That's what this meant. Wow. You know, this is amazing because he, he was the teaching. Remember when he was in the temple he was only 12 years old and he was teaching these Pharisees and these rabbis and they were all amazed. They were like, this is a 12 year old boy. Where is he? He's preaching He's like with authority and stuff, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, as a parent, I'm thinking, wow, if I lost my kid for three days, you know, yeah. <laughs> like oh, I'd be stressed out. He's like, but you know, but I was doing my father's work. Yeah, I was in my father's house. <laughs> did you, didn't you know that's where I'd be? It's like, uh, okay, let's not have that happen again. Um, you know, um, 
and and, and that's why we got to reiterate every time. I know we're going to get into the book here in a minute, but um, it is so important to know who your Savior is. It is so important, guys out there, to know. And sometimes you got to remind yourself every single day to get into your Scripture, to know Jesus, get a relationship with Jesus, because we're in trouble in this world. The end of times, you know, they are. Every day they're closer, no matter what year you said this. Um and you got to be ready, and and I think there's a lot more to it. I've had some battles uh, with some some friends of mine on uh, I, I call I guess they call themselves theologians, mm. and it kind of was messing you know with my brain a little bit, right? Um, but that I, and, and your <clears throat> your busy schedule because you're tired, run down, and you can't focus. And then when somebody does that, then you suddenly you feel oh wait a minute uh, I'm not. Yeah. I can't, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't focus. And that's, that's when the enemy comes after you. Um, and it's, it, it may be intentional or not, you know, but, but it went, like you said, it was questioning and throwing and you. It also reminded me, well, Philip, you need to get better verse in your scripture then. Okay. So you have answers, right? Pick right. up that Bible, son, read it. Okay. And then I get this little leather book mm, because I'm like, yeah. Lord, I pray to you, uh, I don't want to get into it on this show. It's a, a subject for another day. It's a very big subject. Don't let anybody mess with your faith. Know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Know that he died on a cross for you, and nobody can take that from you. When you no have one. that encounter with Christ personally, and it becomes your personal faith, not your pastor's faith, your parents' faith, your brother's faith, when it becomes your personal faith, because God has touched your life and he has removed the chains of sin and death from your life and you are freed from that burden. You, you physically feel it. It, it is an emotional and, and spiritual relief that happens and that God-sized hole gets filled with God. You know, the only thing that can fill it and that's Christ. When that happens, nobody can take that away from you. You can give it away but nobody can take that away from you. So that's why he says, hold on to that truth. Fight the good fight. Paul's saying, fight the good fight because it is a battle because people are going to try to steal it away. They're going to try to, to con you out uh, of things. They're going to bring, will, what do we call it, worldly wisdom. Yeah, fine-sounding ahead of, arguments. Ahead of God's wisdom. Fine-sounding arguments. And the thing that you just have to ask in any of these arguments is like, um, what are you doing with the knowledge that you do know about Christ? You know, are you are you looking at this to to battle and say this is why I don't have to follow him, and this is why I don't believe in him, or are you really seeking so that you can follow him? Yes. If you are, then God will reveal Himself to you. If you honestly say, Lord, reveal to me what Jesus is all about. Reveal to me who your son really is, who the Messiah is. Reveal to me, speak to me just like you spoke to Moses. Speak to me just like you spoke to Abraham. You are the God of yesterday, today, and forever. You don't change. So you have the ability. I'm. My ears are open. I want to hear. If you have that heart, he will show up. He will answer you and he will blow your mind. He does. He does show up. I promise you that. Well, we're going to get into the book right after this break. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Welcome back to another edition of From the Bullet to the Bible. Man, we are just um, pumped up about talking about Christ. And sorry, we we haven't gotten into the book, but you know what? There's something that is just so joyful, uh, speaking about your Savior, Jesus Christ, and really knowing that personal relationship. And we just encourage those people, especially, you know, going through tough times right now, there, it seems like there's a lot of, of oppression happening by the enemy trying to, you know, force you down, make you feel like you can't co- accomplish things. Um, and whether, whether you're in prison, whether you're, you know, at work or at home, wherever you are, just know that God is right there with you. When you have Christ in your heart, he is there. And the cool thing is that he will never leave or forsake you. Never, 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 never. And, you know, I, I just say, forgive me, Lord, sometimes when I question, but thank you for the answers and the reassurance. When you send me a thousand reasons why Jesus Christ died on the cross, yeah. it says, hey, forget the theologian thing. Right. I, I've got work for you to do. You know, and the interesting thing is what the, what he said about uh, giving you these books, he said that that he had a vision of you going into the prisons. Going into Somehow the you're going to go into prisons and you're going to need these. And he just sent them. That is an act of obedience that God has done. And I, and I just thank him for being obedient. Amen. We don't know how that's going to do, but it's exciting because we have been... Uh, right before COVID, we were talking about going into the prisons and doing a live radio show um, and doing doing uh, these tours. But then the COVID thing happened. Everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now we're hopefully gearing back up for this. Um, maybe it'll be in January of next year. That seems to be kind of like when this tour may start going. Um, and so that's, the, that's exciting because um, Randall Reeves, it just he's got a as a pastor he just has a heart for preaching to those Amen. in prison and the last time that I got to go with him um this was back in 2019 i saw um over 200 people give their life to christ that night in that huge auditorium and and we were you know we were hugging we were praying we were we were holding you know the the shoulders of men praying 
for their their salvation and um, just the anointing to be on there. And there was such a powerful anointing on that place that night. And two years later, um, you know, I, I think you actually got to go to that event that uh, Ben Reeves was having where one of the, the guys ha- had come out of prison and now he ended up being in seminary school, just graduated from that, you know, to become a pastor. And then he was holding on this event and they got this really amazing reunion. I don't know if you got a chance yeah. to do that or, or see that or not, but um, that happened a few weeks ago. And it just reminded me that that's, that's what we do this for. We do this because it's not to glorify what you did in your past. No. You know, it's, it's to say this is what really happened in your past and this was raw and it was real, but this is to show that, you know what? I did really bad things, but God. And there was, there was grace for me. Yeah. And God restored you. God restored you to the kingdom of heaven, to be in his presence. How does that make you feel? And I'm on top of the world. I, I've got the greatest seat in the house, man. Um, I, I wake up in the morning. I'm a human being like everybody else. And I know, I know the bad stuff I've done. Um, I had a great uh, call uh, and a great conversation this afternoon with a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Michael Franzese. If you guys ever just get a chance to look at this man's walk, I mean, he was the only godfather captain to walk from La Colson or the mafia, the life that I come from and live. And um, we're going to spend maybe four hours together this coming Saturday in Dallas. He's opened up, uh, he's been blessed to get his family back to share Christ around the world. Um, it's just, you know, a, it's amazing testimony he has. Oh, Blood Covenant, his book. He, he, he come to see me when I got out and, uh, of jail. And, you know, I didn't know which direction I was going to, I was new to Christ. I'm looking over my shoulder. Um, I could get the bullet in the back of the head at any minute. Um, I didn't know where to go and to have so many men of Christ. There were so many that God sent to me when yeah. I walked out that jail. Mm. I mean, he, he had a, he had a beautiful plan, man. Mike was right there and he just said, you know, Philip, uh, and he called me Philip, not little Anthony. Philip's your Christian name. Little Anthony's dead. And he said, out of sight, out of mind, you know, uh, someday you're going to tell your story. Uh, but you got to get yourself ready, man. Don't, don't, don't let this do me a favor. I'm going to call you. I'm going to keep you in check. This is how he talks. Do me a favor. I'm going to call you. I'm going to keep you in check. I'm going to see to it that this isn't just a t-shirt for you. Mm. Uh, Christ has got to be real, brother. Go out and live it. I'll be here for you. And he has mm, phone so calls, awesome. hundreds of text messages, so many things. And, um, Speaking of text messages, if you want to text, you can text oh, uh, yes. in at 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-50, I'm sorry, 5700. Or you can write us at From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. And love to hear from you. Um. They can go online, too, and listen to us, correct? Correct. I got some text messages asking how to get online, so I'm going to send this person 
that link. Send them the link. Uh, the easiest way is 1043joyfm.com forward slash radio. And you'll be able to just click on the play button and you'll be able to hear us live. So uh, that's several people apparently on the phone apps are having a little hard time finding it. So we're going to redo the phone app and actually have a listen live button right on the main page. Right as you get there, you'll just be able to, it'll be big. You'll be able to click on it and listen. That way it'll help you on your guys' smartphones because my smartphone isn't very smart. Or maybe it's me because I'm gonna uh, go with uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the fifth on that. You're my buddy, man. Uh, you're, you're, I love you. Yes, but sometimes I am a little challenged here. So we're getting into the second part of your chapter: steroids, ecstasy, and cocaine. <clears throat> and last week I had to, you know, last week was a harsh. It was a harsh topic. Um, it was about extortion. Um, it was about things that that you did to collect and. Um, you know, it, it, it was tough. It was a collection that I did, just one of many that I shared, um, because it, it, it uh, you know, I don't feel bad about it. Um, and I, I do, in a sense, I wasn't ruthless. I could have been ruthless, and there were times I went other directions. And uh, But what I did there, instead of sharing Jesus Christ with this woman, but I was in no place to do that, but some of us are right there some of us are there right now some of us incarcerated have done the crimes know what i'm talking about you're going to get out and you're going to wonder and your old life's going to call you back and you're going to be put in situations right um i de i dehumanized this this woman even though she did so much bad um i i i went to her level and then with the psychological damage I probably placed on her for the rest of her life, I don't know. But I think I thought about during that chapter, it wasn't just her that was getting to me. It was all the times that um, I repent of right now. We do so, sometimes when we do wrong um, or we make decisions as men and leaders of Christ, I'm speaking to men, but this covers, this is for everybody, the domino effect that that can have. Um, on your life, uh, the bads that I've done the is now in my life after writing from the bullet to the Bible, uh, um, man, the, the damage it did just to my own family. That's a, it's a yeah. fight and yeah. a prayer every day. So I left a whole pile of junk behind me. And in this last section, um, this was really an aggressive, it wasn't a physically aggressive, a collection. It was. It was worse. It was psychologically damaging, um, and it was seeking. But you know, it, she succumbed to pride. Um, the things that the world's falling to now. Um, we've got these. I don't know what the heck it is. LGB something. Pride at the end of that statement. Right, and that says it all. That got me this morning on the news more than anything was the word pride hit me like, bam, what a tool of the devil. Yeah. I don't think the Lord ever says anywhere in the book to be prideful. Um, in fact, Proverbs says pride comes before a fall. So whew. it's, and, and I, I find myself all the time when I think I know something and I'm, I get that pride, I puff myself up like, oh, I know this or, oh, this is this. 
never fails. <laughs> it's like right after that, boom, I just get checked and I just get a reality check. Uh, no, you did not know that you were completely wrong or, um, <laughs> you know, something massively happened. And then I got to go, you know what? Oh. You're right. It's better to be humble and have wisdom and knowledge. And, and that's what I pray for all the time. I said, you know, let my words be truth. Let my words be life. Let them be encouraging and not just empty, you know, mm-hmm. because we live our life. Satan, the biggest lie Satan has is that, that, you know, he says sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words are very, very powerful. Words were, were the thing that spoke life into life existence. Into existence. And it can, they can build up or they can destroy. They can haunt you the rest of your life. They can give you triggers that you, you'll have to be w- with the rest of your life. Phys- like psychological triggers. Sometimes it's a word and it will trigger you back to something um, that happened in your past that was really bad or, or something that you may have done really bad in your past. And so um, you, you, those, those are powerful things. And so you've got to combat that and say, Lord, help me to watch my tongue, watch what I say and speak your truth and speak your life and try to, you know, when, when you have the joy of the Lord in you, it's very easy to do that. It's the bad and the hard thing comes when you are in those valleys and you've got all this pressure on you and you're, you're frustrated and you let all this other stuff. Those are the times that it's hard to say, I need to be filled with God. I need to be filled with, with, the Holy Spirit. But when you do, when those times show up and you and you give it a shout, you praise God in the time of pain and tragedy, some miracles happen. Well, in, in reality, that separates the men from the boys. Hey, man, that's a tough statement right there. I like that. <laughs> you know, it, it's true. I mean, you can talk about doing it all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to praise him when I'm down. But how many of you really do that? How many of you really when you're completely down, do you crank up the radio or, or do you turn on a praise music or you just scream at the top of your lungs a worship song or hallelujah, screaming out and, and praising him in that moment? Not, not for any other reason, but to just be grateful and say thank you and praise him that he is Lord. Um, not for anything that you expect him to do for you, mm-hmm. but just to bask in that praise to your almighty savior. Amen. Um, and that's, that's what separates the, uh, the men from the boys. Men of Christ. Yeah. Um, so that's what I use in this, in the last chapter, we, in, in, in the opening part of this last chapter, there's a lot of prideful things going on in my life. Um, I'm taking pride in evil things. And like you said, I mean, the words that come out of my mouth as I continue this, this, um, this chapter, uh, I speak a lot of things into existence. You'll catch it as we go along. Um, feel free to text in, please, at 936-337-5700 for any questions for Tim or I on, on any subject. It doesn't matter. And that's a big one, too, on the words that we speak. I think these chapters, you know, most of our domestic violence uh, uh, tragedies and problems when the cops are called 
almost 99% of them I learned were because of words spoken to each other. Well, and, and miscommunication. Mm-hmm. I have that. I had that happen last night with my wife. You know, we were going through a situation and we both feel very blessed, but the way we communicated, I felt offended. And then I said something and then she felt offended and we had to like stop and go, wait a minute. Is that what you really meant? No, no, actually I meant this. Oh, you said that because you're trying to protect me, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to use that one, Tim, in my house. I always lose those ones. Yeah. And we had, and we had to stop. <laughs> and you know what the, the thing was? It was sucking our joy away from something that we were both joyful about. Yes. So that that's when that's how Satan tries to get in a wedge. So you got to see it as a battle, mark it and say, we're going to resist that. We're going to be back right after this. Don't go away. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. I was going to hit a button, but I was like, no, should I, should I? We're no, happy. We're no. happy. We are happy today. I'm just, I'm just grateful that we get to, to, what opportunity. do you have? Do you have the jingle? Do you have the, did it, the special moment, the magical sound? I, I have the magical moment. Oh. Yes. That's awesome. That's the awesome <laughs> one. I, I'm, I'm. What else you got? Well, we have some crazy ones. The, the laugh track. I love that. But I, I haven't found a way to use that one yet. <laughs> I haven't found a way to use I that one. I got one. How do you can use it? Tell your wife you're right. <laughs> See how that works? There you go. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we use the, 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 the applause one. What's this one? Oh, we could have used that a couple times. Yeah, I could have used that one. When Harvgrove was here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you and go. then there's the, the rim shot right there. Uh, this one, I think, is a, a drama. Ooh, I like that. Or then we have, this is, uh, what I love is when you say something and it's profound and then, but it, it's like rubs people the wrong way and then I just hit this button. It's like crickets. It's like nobody's listening. It's almost like the title of my this chapter. <laughs> we got to squeeze those words out. Go gain. Uh, never mind. No, okay. I'm going to stop. It's fun to, to play with new toys. But um, anyway, okay. we are on page 146 of your book. And 
We're just getting geared up to go to a trip to Mexico. Um, I've increased my uh, my mobility, let's say, and momentum in what I'm doing in my mob life. And now I'm putting a team together, and uh, that's where we're at. The bull and I headed to El Paso and did everything Pops told us to. We parked at the tourist center in El Paso on the border of Tuarez. At the tourist center, all you had to do was present your ID and purchase a wristband that was good for a day. With the wristband, you can ride on a tour bus that takes you into Juarez, Mexico. It has scheduled stops where you could get off and shop around. The buses ran every hour from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So you could get off at one stop and shop, miss the bus leaving, and catch the next bus. You could hang out in Juarez all day until the last bus. If you missed the last bus, you had to walk back across and were forced to go through an inspection. If you took the tour bus, your chances of getting searched was almost zero. On our first trip over, I took notes on all the stops. We got off at every stop. At our last stop, we sat in a market across the street from a pharmacy. We headed across and checked it out. The bull had a list of whatever he was looking for, and I remember trying to ask the the pharmacist in a discreet manner by first asking if he spoke English. Come to find out, everyone spoke English in Juarez. The bull leaned over the counter and whispered testosterone to the pharmacist. Are you looking for steroids? The pharmacist then said in a normal voice. Hey, hey, bull snapped. Hey, guys, everything pharmaceutical here is legal. So no worries. What are you specifically looking for? He began. He he again said in a calming voice. We looked at each other and said, well, all right, then we handed the pharmacist our list. He looked it over, grabbed what he had on hand and sent a kid on a run to get what he didn't. We only spent about two hundred dollars, which could easily be multiplied by 10 back in Denver. But this run was for us. The pharmacist was great help and was no stranger to people coming to purchase what they can't in the states even had a room where you could tape up the steroids to your legs all the steroids were sealed and had no scent so if you were stopped and a dog was used to pick up scent you would be okay we both taped up and took the last bus back across the border we also purchased some souvenirs to help disguise our intentions We had another checkpoint to go through, which seemed more strict than the one at the U.S.-Mexican border. The checkpoint is in Las Cruces, the New New Mexico. It says immigration checkpoint, but it's most definitely a drug checkpoint. When the border patrol officer asked if we had been to Mexico, we answered yes. When asked what we went for, we answered for fun. Then he waved us through. We drove through in about 13 hours, made stops along the way, spent the night, and drove straight back. During this, turning this into a run, you could plan on a 28-hour round trip. I immediately let my sources know that they had a steroid connection and to spread the word. I had three people who could come directly to me, put in an order, and that that was it. 
that took care of the trust factor for me, to be honest. I wasn't really worried about the law when it came to steroids, and there was never a time that I remember there being a push to bust anyone with them. Too many professionals use them to help with their careers. Mr. Beckham, who had successfully who had a successful dentistry. I want to back up one second, uh, um, mm-hmm. Tim. Um, finishing that last chapter there. If you notice, the devil's just dropping in all kinds of favors. He is helping these connections work. Um, I think in outside of Mexico, there's a place called True Alamangueda, Alamanganda, Alamanguera. And they have a big sign that says, truth or consequences, lead me not into temptation. I can get there all by myself. Mm. Um, and it's a big sign off the side of the highway. Um, not that Mexico's a bad place, but the things that I was looking to do illegal in my country was a free-for-all back then for then. And I remember, you know, I'm doing Satan's work. As Big John wrapped his arms around me and was waiting for me, um, as that grew into my life, these guys were a big help. I could uh, I could go down, pick up drugs later on, anything I wanted. Right. And it was like everything moved perfectly. Um, people were paid off. Come here, yeah, we'll set you up. Everything's okay. Um, and what a scary place to be when you're doing mm. that illegal yeah. stuff. And uh, I guess my point was, um, if you do not have love in your home, I'm going to go right back to being a child, uh, you will go find it. And he's waiting in those streets. He's waiting in illegal things with open arms. And you're just to show you that false love, that that deceptive love, where you think you're accepted, but you're really being manipulated to do things that will ultimately hurt or kill you. Yeah, I'm gone from this last collection. Scared this lady, though she was doing bad things. I kind of, uh, I'm designing God here. Um, and, and I remember back in these times, which I don't have in the book cause I was praying over these trips. I was like, Lord, um, help me go get enough drugs and money, uh, that I come back safely and, and that I come and get what everybody needs here. Keyword needs. Nobody needed that stuff. Um, and that I can make the next trip. Um, what a, a, a destructive hole of lying and thieving that I was mm, yeah. going down. Um, so remember that, men, uh, that little venture of should I shouldn't do this as years go on gets bigger. Yeah. And so does the crime and so does the, the time consequence. You do. So does the consequence. And uh, a lot of us don't, we think, oh, we, we'll, we'll escape that. But you know what? It always catches mm. up. You will not escape it. And, and, you know, you can talk to criminals that, you know, uh, there, there's some criminals that, that, you know, were arrested for murder 20 years after the fact Mm -hmm. and they thought they got away with it and they're sitting in prison right now going, I didn't get away with it. Yeah. Everything always comes to light. And the devil, he ain't going to help you when you're down and out. He helped you get there and then he's going to help you, help you help get rid of you. And he's going to help you keep you there so that you don't turn to God. He wants to keep you hating God. He'll, he'll blame God for the, the circumstance of, how he got you to, because he's put in your brain that image of God. Mm -hmm. He's helped you create a false God in your own mind. Then you can be angry at that God. And it keeps you from having a real relationship with Jesus Christ. We got a message in, but I don't know if I should do that. I don't know how that works. Um, 
So, okay, as we move in, I'm about, I'm going to graduate from the other types of collections and I'm, I'm going to start in on another level with these uh, collections. Mr. Beckham, who had successfully, who had a successful dentistry business, was also living a double life. He had a beautiful wife, but no children. He also liked the dog track and two where he would go all, where he would go and do all his gambling. He was not very good at this. He also liked his cocaine to smoke and enjoyed it with various girls other than Mrs. Beckham. Mr. Beckham had fallen behind on payment for his recreational life and a ticket came up on him for 3500 Due to his connection, his fine fell upon my lap. I figured his wife was a little savvier to his spending and he was neglecting his obligations to pay to the powers that be. I took the ticket. Miss Beckham, on the other hand, was attractive and simple. She, along with her mother, owned a clothing exchange store. As I've stated before, people are creatures of habit. It would be it would only take me a few weeks to get their routine down and find their vulnerabilities. <laughs> the day before I decided to make my move, Mr. Beckham decided to leave town. This usually changes things. If he is the sole source of income, but that wasn't the case here. They lived in a nice neighborhood in East Denver and both had a secure and successful businesses. Though Mr. Beckham's business had started to suffer the consequences of his drug use, I learned a lot about people and their insecurities in the areas through their day where they felt safe. I decided to approach Mrs. Beckham. She remained consistent in her daily routine. She started her day out by leaving the house at 9 a.m. sharp. She would stop and grab her favorite coffee downtown, then head to the store, which was also located downtown. By 10 a.m., she was open for business. Her mother showed up around noon. They would grab a sandwich between 12.30 and 1 p.m. from a sandwich shop across the street. They closed the store down at 4.30 p.m. A few miles away was a gym she went to almost every day. She arrives there by 5, spends about an hour. After the gym... On this day, she stopped off at a liquor store and grabbed a bottle of wine, then picked up some Chinese food. She was home by 6.45 p.m. If you'll notice in this chapter, I'm detailing every move she makes. So as a bad guy, I'm sitting out there all day long watching these people. Mm. Some of the things that I learned back then about the safe areas people have throughout their day came into play here in this situation when Miss Beckham arrived home. Back then, I found men to be more cautious when it came to a secure home. Most men, when arriving at their home, would not feel completely secure until they walked in the house and locked the door behind them. Women, I found, feel secure by the time they hit the block that their house was on. Miss Beckham pulled into her driveway she didn't open the garage. She grabbed her gym bag, her food, and wine all at once. She opened her front door and entered the house. I had already looked the neighborhood over for anyone coming home about the same time. I walked up to the front door and entered, looked around, and I could hear her in the bathroom. I made my way over to the sofa, which appeared to be an entertainment room. 
When she came out of the bathroom, she was wearing only a t-shirt and panties. She walked right past me and into the kitchen. I could hear her humming a song. She put the Chinese food she ordered together on a plate and poured her wine. Then she came my way. When she entered the room, she looked directly at me and let out a scream. She froze in one spot. She didn't even throw anything at me, which I was waiting for. She just stared at me. I was already I was ready to lunge at her, but instead I sat back and crossed my leg and just spoke plainly. I'm here in regards to Charlie, your husband, Miss Beckham, I kindly said. I noticed that uh, she hadn't spilled a drop of wine or even dumped her plate. Sit, please, I said, and directed her to an adjacent love seat. Please, I said, so she moved over to the chair, placed her drink and plate on the coffee table between us. Thank you, she, she replied. I immediately pulled out a package that was full of pictures. First of her husband leaving the home, him at work, him at the track, him picking up girls on a couple of different occasions, him at hotels, him leaving the hotel, and then pictures of her throughout her day. Well, we're going to continue this right after the break, so don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-5700. That's 936-337-5700. Come and get it. Davy Crockett's Grill is now serving breakfast. Come sink your teeth into a mouthwater and chicken fried steak, two eggs, hash browns, and toast for only $7.75. Or if you're hankering for hotcakes, get two pancakes, two eggs, and your choice of bacon, ham, or sausage for only $6.75. Want some biscuits and gravy? Well, we got that too. Davy Crockett's Grill is located on the corner of Loop 304 and Highway 7 in the city of Crockett. With our new breakfast menu served Wednesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. till 10.30 a.m. Be sure to like us on Facebook to get our latest updates and more amazing deals. Order ahead by calling 936-243-6005. That's 936-243-6005. Davy Crockett's Grill. Comfort you can taste. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to From the Bullet to the Bible. Now, here's your host, Tim Lowry. Well, welcome back to From the Bullet to the Bible. We are glad to have you along. So, you right before the break, we were talking about how in this next collection that you had stocked and you really sat there and re- knew everybody's moves. And you always, the, the person that you were going to do the collection for, you knew everything about them. And so here you're showing them, uh, you're showing the wife all the, the surveillance that you've actually done. Pictures. Yeah. Okay, so let's Try conti- keep going. <laughs> I was going to say, let's continue on here. We, uh, uh, so you had We're pictures gonna... of, of him at the hotel, leaving the hotel, pictures of her throughout the day, uh, and then let's pick it up from there. I immediately pulled out the package that was full of pictures. Okay, we went through him. I instructed her. I instructed her to look through the pictures. As she did, I stood up and looked around. 
There's no one else here, she said. I went to the bathroom that she used earlier and grabbed a robe that was hanging on the door. I returned quickly. She was still going through the pictures. I handed her the robe. She received it and covered her lap. As I sat back on the sofa that I originally was on, I started on the business at hand. From what I have learned, Miss Beckham, you are a hardworking, honest woman. You're a good person. I proceeded. She stayed focused on the photos. Mr. Beckham, on the other hand, is not such a good person. And he has gotten himself in a bit of a pickle, I continued. She looks up at me with watery eyes. Though they were not tears of sadness, they were clearly tears of anger, which would soon turn to rage. We sat quiet for a second. Ask me some questions, I directed her. Who are you? She asked. I work for the bank, I answered. The bank that Mr. Beckham goes to and borrows money to do the things that are in those pictures, gambling, drugs, and hookers, I explained. Now the bank wants its money back, I said in a stern voice. She stayed quiet a minute, glancing back at the pictures. Are you here to hurt me? She asked. Absolutely not, Miss Beckham. I shook my head and gave her a solid response. She sat quiet and breathed a sigh of relief. Then I continued. I am, however, Miss Beckham, requesting your assistance. She seemed to be relaxing, considering. She gave out another sigh. What does he owe? She asked. $7,000, I said. She sat back and took a drink of her wine. That's a good sign, looking again at the pictures, she voiced out almost giggling that is crazy she commented yes miss beckham and very real i quickly responded miss beckham i have to walk out of here tonight with seven thousand dollars she took a big swallow why are you coming to me instead of him she asked oh miss beckham i wish it worked that way but he didn't actually care anyway did he I said, motioning to the pictures. I could see the rage coming, so I continued. Now, Miss Beckham, I need a transfer of funds to happen, or we need to make take some inventory. How, how many? Then she interrupted. Ma'am, I asked, how many times? Ma'am, I asked. How many times and horrors were there? You might want to get yourself checked, Miss Beckham, I answered. She sat back in the sofa. I then stood up and went into the kitchen and grabbed the bottle of wine, then topped off her glass. She just stared at the pictures. My name is Julie, she said. I nodded. She started to stand, and so I stood. Don't worry, I'll be right back, she quickly responded. Sorry, Miss Beckham, I can't do that, I said. I'm going to get the money, she said to my surprise. Then let's go, I responded. She threw the robe on the sofa. I followed her into the bedroom, made up like an office. She went to an open she went to open a closet. Slowly, I said softly. She looked back and could see my pistols from my inside my coat. He has a safe in here, she said. I nodded. She opened the closed door and kneeled. That sorry sacka I could hear her mumble on as she opened the safe. 
She then came up with a bundle, stacked marked with thousands on each. I took them, counted them, $7,000. I was satisfied. She then went out. She then went ahead of me back to the living room to where we originally to where we were originally. She proceeded to drink more wine. Thank you, Miss Beckham, I graciously said. I feel bad for what he did to you, I said sincerely. Mm. Wow. So we only have about a minute left in the show, but um, that's... Once again, we paint a very vulgar uh, yeah. scene, but... Yeah. Um, and a very vulnerable one. I mean, she, you're going into her house, she's feeling comfortable and uh, feeling like it's her own place, and then suddenly there you are. And um, it was very, very tough thing t- for her to have to realize that, number one, her husband's cheating on her. Number two, all this money is owed, and she's in a vulnerable spot. And another thing, when... When I when I remember talking to her and her actually sitting in front of me, she she wasn't afraid. And now that I look back at it, I don't know the scripture. Maybe you could help me out here. But a woman scorned mm, yeah. because it's about to go in another direction. Which and we're going to pick that up next week. You're yeah, see not what, bad on my end, but uh, <laughs> you're going to see what happens. So tune in. I uh, wish we had Thank more time, guys. but we are out of time. So you have to tune in next week to hear the rest of this chapter. Uh, Be blessed, and we will see you next week. God bless you, everybody. You've been listening to From the Bullet to the Bible with Philip Hall and Tim Lowry. This program is a ministry of From the Bullet to the Bible Ministries. We would love to hear from you. You can mail your questions and comments to From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. That's From the Bullet to the Bible, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835.